You're listening to the Liberty News Radio Network, and this is the Political Cesspool. The Political Cesspool, known across the South and worldwide as the South's foremost populist conservative radio program. And here to guide you through the murky waters of the Political Cesspool is your host, James Edwards. gentlemen another year has nearly come and gone here on tpc welcome to our final broadcast of 2023 i'm james edwards along with keith alexander this saturday evening december the 30th and that's a hymn let the earth hear his voice we used to sing that in church keith growing up but uh, we didn't quite sing it like that with the uh, london symphony orchestra at royal albert hall backing us up but to god be the glory for all that we've done and all that we will still do here on this radio program uh, our work begins anew with the dawn of a coming year and it uh, remains even after all these years uh, our great honor uh, to enjoy such a personal relationship with you, uh, this partnership we have with our listening audience. We draw from you the strength to endure the many hardships that we face and, uh, of course, the vital support needed to sustain our efforts. And we hope that what you draw from us is uh, in some way of equal value. I want to thank you again at the top of the show tonight, our last of the year, for making possible all that we do. It is our privilege to be able to share in this struggle with you everything that we've accomplished has been made possible because of your steadying influence. And uh, that said, I want to thank you for making our 2023 Christmas fundraising uh, appeal uh, a great success. Still a day left in it. Uh, if you want to get those great incentives from Harry Cooper. And, uh, you know, it's it's been a fun year. And also take a, well, you can't take a tax deduction for us, can you? <laughs> no, no, I'm afraid not. Uh, no, I'm afraid not. But uh, it's been a good year. We have uh, had a fun Christmas season. Uh, we, uh, in the last couple of weeks, uh, we had some of the girls back on. We, of course, the Christmas message with Pastor Brett McAtee last week. We looked back on some of the finest moments, both in and outside of the studio in the last couple of weeks, uh, just kind of resting a little bit, so to speak, uh, relatively speaking, as uh, we prepared to gear up for 2024. Uh, and I think this coming year, our 20th will be one for the record books in so many ways. And we're going to be here with you every step of the way. That journey begins anew next week, Saturday, January 6th. But first, but first, be with us tonight uh, when we welcome a parade of guests uh, to this 2023 finale as 
What haven't we got? We got eight different guests coming on tonight to offer their predictions. Uh, a veritable rogues gallery, if you uh, <laughs> SPLC or the ADL. Well, we would call it an all-star team, but right, exactly. uh, this uh, they're going to be offering their forecasts and predictions for the tumultuous year to come. Uh, an unprecedented year in American history is staring right at us now. Just days away, it will begin. Appearing tonight uh, to help uh, share their thoughts for what may come over the course of the next 12 months, you're going to be hearing from, who all are you going to be hearing from tonight? Uh, you're going to be hearing from Sam Dixon, Warren Balog, Michael Hill, Tim Murdoch, John Friend, Patrick Martin, Brad Griffin, Rick Tyler, and who knows who else, but uh, at least that many. Knock on wood because it's live radio, and that's a lot of different time zones and a lot of different uh, segments to keep straight. We'll see if everybody's where they should be or if we have to shuffle some chairs around. But, Keith, it's going to be a fun show. It's been a fun year. I'm looking forward to next year, but let's not get too far ahead of ourselves, and let's make sure we have a great three hours to wrap it all up. Are you beginning to get a little bit weary or tired? I tell you what, I, I feel good, but... I tell you, this particular Christmas season has more or less worn me out. Well, you know, I said tonight we went out to our pre-show uh, supper. Uh, we like to do a little show prep before the live broadcast every Saturday. And I said, you know, it feels like Christmas didn't even happen. It feels like uh, it was so long ago now. It's only been a week, but it seems like it was it was months ago. I don't know why it feels that way for me. But, no, I mean, as far as tired goes, uh, I've got three kids at home. I'm always tired. But when that red on air light goes on in the studio, I am wide awake and full of vigor yeah, and good. energy and charisma, I hope. You're raring to go. Uh, I am ready. Uh, I'm ready to talk to all these guys. I would just say one thing in terms of uh, because I, I'm letting these guys uh, call their shots tonight. I said, listen, anything you want to say about the coming year in terms of what you you see unfolding, take it in any direction you want. Uh, so I'm not going to set them up with topics like we normally do. But there is one current event that I would like to talk about, and that is the Nikki Haley so-called scandal, where obviously I do believe that was a plant. I mean, what, what person is just going to be in a random town hall going to ask her what's her thoughts on what started the Civil War? Uh, that doesn't make sense. But, of course, she blew it. Uh, they made her out to be the second coming of Nathan Bedford Forrest for giving a very tepid and lukewarm answer, saying, well, it was about freedom. Well, of course, to uh, the vandals of multiculturalism it was all supposed to be about slavery and how evil the south was now when they pressed her on it the next day she said something like well of course everybody in the south knows it was about slavery well first of all i don't know it was about that uh i, I do know that lincoln offered the concession to make slavery legal in all of the confederate states if they wouldn't leave and they turned that down they, they you could say they didn't and believe for the, him and for the first two years of the war he specifically denied it was about slavery well in any event i would say this i don't want to get into was it about slavery was it not about slavery i thought Vivek Ramaswamy actually had a good answer on this uh, just either today or yesterday. He said that there was a multitude of irreconcilable differences that existed between the North and the South at that time, and that slavery was just the issue at the time that it all fell apart. And we know that through mechanization, mechanization would have uh, you know rendered slavery obsolete within a few years, no matter what. Uh, but here's the thing: forget you know slavery played this percentage or that percentage or 100 percent or zero percent. Forget all of that. I don't care about any of that. Here's how you answer that question: you answer that question by saying, you know what I'm really concerned about is what slavery has done to white people. Slavery was a disaster for white people, and we're still paying the negative effects of it. 
and uh, it was a mistake. But you know what? I have no white guilt. And by the way, why don't you go over and ask the Muslims? Why don't you go shake down the Muslims and see how much guilt they have for enslaving both blacks and whites? Why don't you get them to apologize and pay Europe reparations for the Muslim slave trade? Why don't you do that, and then we'll come back and talk. But as far as it goes, I don't have any shame. The Confederate cause was right fundamentally. It was 100% right and 100% righteous and 100% defensible. So you can take slavery and shove it. Well, if they are really offended by slavery, then why in the heck don't they get after the Muslims who not only enslaved them but castrated the males? <laughs> well, exactly right. Well, because they know that the Muslims are just going to tell them to take a hike. You know, they're not, they, you don't have any guilt over there for slavery, whether they enslaved blacks or whites or made eunuchs out of this person or that person. Uh, and so that's how you answer the question. Nikki Haley basically just offended everybody. Of course, she's horrible anyway. This is the least of her problems. But anyway, it was just a big media-manufactured Who's hysteria behind? is it somebody that's pro-southern or pro our viewpoint well who knows there was some anonymous person asked her the question out of nowhere in a town hall and then the media latched onto that like some sblc well, who knows plant? nobody knows who knows one of her people <laughs> trying to uh get absolution for what she did well, when she, she took down the confederate flag from the state capitol she didn't really she really line. managed to offend everybody on both sides as far as i'm concerned and good because she's terrible Hello, we'll TNC be right back family it's james and i've got to tell you that i sleep better at night knowing that there are organizations like the conservative citizens foundation the purpose of the conservative citizens foundation is to promote the principles of limited government individual liberty equality before the law property rights law and order judicial restraint and states rights while at the same time exploring the dangers posed by liberalism to our national interests and cultural institutions. The Conservative Citizens Foundation also seeks to educate the public on the dangers of extremist ideologies like critical race theory and cultural Marxism. I've worked with the good people at the Conservative Citizens Foundation for many years, and their work comes with my complete endorsement. For more information and to keep up with all the latest conservative news headlines, please check out their website, americafirst.com. That's M-E-R-I-C-A-1-S-T dot com. Americafirst dot com. Matthew 24, 24 teaches us that the church is deceived today. Deceived Christians call themselves Judeo-Christians. Around 1900, Jews commissioned the Schofield Reference Bible, which transformed the Jews from Christian killers to the chosen people. Here's the truth. America is in the Bible. Revelation 21. Our form of government came down from heaven. Verse 3. The many Christian ministers at the Constitutional Convention sought God's will. The God-given rights in the Constitution were ordained by God. America is the new promised land for Christian Israel, and Christians are the true chosen people. True Israel is Christian. Listen to Jesus, quote, my sheep follow me, unquote, and, quote, you do not believe because you are not my sheep, unquote. John 10, 25 through 27. The beast has transformed America into the woman mystery Babylon, Revelation chapter 17. For the complete Bible study, write to Christian Knuckles, P.O. Box 210813, Royal Palm Beach, Florida, 33421. Well, in 
enjoy what's left of the holidays. Keith and I were actually just having this conversation the other day. He says the only two holidays he recognizes are Thanksgiving and Christmas. And I appreciate that. I get that. But I think you have to count New Year's because it is a day off. And as long as you can count New Year's, that means we can keep playing this holiday music, if I might. So one more week. But... Uh, let's get now to our first uh, leading off, the Grand Marshal in this parade of guests we're having tonight. And I think you're going to hear some difference of opinion, maybe, even on some of the issues that we may be facing in 2024. Uh, but we'll find out as the show unfolds, segment by segment. And to kick it all off again, Warren Balog, our good friend, really just an outright ace in terms of uh, his demeanor and his way to deliver a message. And you can catch his show with his wife, Emily, Modern Politics, and we'll give you all that contact information. But uh, he's getting the show started tonight. Warren, how are you? Great, James. Thanks for having me on. And hi to you, Keith. Hey, same to you, buddy. You know, I I was actually talking with Warren... (laughs) Oh, yeah, I have, actually. Yeah, the family's all here, and uh, I had a big party. Wish you could have been there uh, over at my house uh, uh, the Friday before Christmas. And uh, my lady friend and I are going to go out uh, to celebrate New Year's Eve tomorrow night. Oh, wonderful. I guess everything's still rolling along. And then the real fun starts because then that calendar is going to turn. And that's what we're talking with everyone about tonight. So actually, everybody's looking with foreboding towards the new year. Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's apprehension or uh, just. Or or joy. Well, it's just, it's going to be something. It's going to be something different. And uh, by that alone, I think it's exciting in a way. But I was talking with Warren just a couple of days ago. And I, you know, we uh, committed to collaborating more uh, with one another and doing some different things in 2024. And, And then I got to thinking, well, why wait? Let's just go and start it tonight so Warren, <laughs> what are we looking at uh, talking about next year there's just a lot of things that could pop what's in your crystal well, ball yeah or your ouija board or whatever well you know james since you mentioned that to me uh i i actually was like really stumped i thought you know I, I, it's gonna be really hard for me to make any predictions because everything lately has been so up in the air and and we can go by what uh you know what we see now like, for instance, right now it seemed if the election were held today that Donald Trump would win the election. Um, and I still think that that's the likely outcome based on a number of things, mainly the fact that just Biden is so bad of a president, so unpopular in so many ways. The economy still sucks no matter what they say. Um, people are still struggling, uh, you know, housing prices and everything. And even, you know, the inflation, the food prices and everything haven't gone down. The more they talk about uh how the the economists will come out and be like, well, these dumb American people, all the the economy's doing great, but they they just they keep saying in poll after poll that it's not good. You know, these stupid hicks, these rudes that don't know any better. Um, and I think every time they say that, it's sort of like it's the same thing where they that now they threw Trump off the uh, Maine and Colorado ballots. Of course, the Supreme Court may overturn that, but then they're like, well, we're doing this to protect democracy, and he is the leading guy. <laughs> I mean, leading in all the polls. So it's so, um, you know, kind of like let them eat cake out of touchness uh, from the ruling elites. I think, you know, if you take the personalities out of it, I think any president in in this situation would lose reelection. So that would be my prediction with that. But again, things could change so dramatically between now and Election Day. Um, I do think that we're going to see the end of the Ukraine war in 20. 24, and that's not hard to predict because already we're seeing right now uh, there are rumblings that maybe Zelensky needs to be open to negotiate with Putin. Maybe, uh, you know, the thing I've seen put forward is that Ukraine will 
basically accept some of Putin's gains, but in return not join NATO. But then again, uh, I've also seen that Putin is in no uh, mood to compromise at the moment. Um, they are taking, you know, you saw Biden just today or, or a day ago uh, bypass Congress to approve new uh, munitions sales to Israel, huge amounts for the genocide that's going on in Gaza. And a lot of the munitions are the exact type of things that Ukraine needs. So that's why that's easy to predict, because <laughs> Israel is on a much higher level of priority as far as uh, that's right. we know about wars that go. Order. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And and so that's an easy one to predict. Uh, we Now, as far as the Middle East, who can say? Um, the Houthis down there in Yemen have been doing some <laughs> very good work uh, messing with the shipping um, that's been going through uh, to to Israel. And <laughs> if, if and, and, you know, that, that all the. The, the Houthis are a homegrown movement to Yemen, as far as I know. I mean, it's but but Lindsey Graham, of course, is saying that they're backed by Iran and that we need to strike Iran. And, and that's the last thing I'll just say, uh, and I'll throw it back to you guys, is that even though it seems like Donald Trump has a very good chance to win and he will win, um, I fear for what that might mean, because I think that Donald Trump, I mean, they're both bad. I think, though, that Donald Trump is the one man in the country who could actually get a lot of military-age young white men to get into another Mideast war. And I think that's interesting, based Warren. on the, yeah, based on the, the super arch-Zionists that, I mean, Trump has worse ones around him than Biden. And I feel like, uh, even and even if it wasn't Trump, if if we get Trump in, you know, who's he going to pick as his running mate? I don't think Biden or here's a prediction I'll make for the next four years, five years. I don't think that Donald Trump or Joe Biden will survive four years in office. I think either they will retire or step down or die or something in office that they're both too old. So that's going to be very interesting to see who they pick as their running mates, because we are very likely to get that person in office. And if you look at, um, you know, two, two uh, very consequential vice presidents one was harry truman who who dropped the atomic bomb on japan and who also was the first president to recognize israel within 11 minutes and also, of when also israel started was the civil rights movement yes yeah yeah harry truman horrible man horrible president did terrible things uh and he was not elected he became the president when fdr died the one who was even worse than that is Lyndon Johnson, who only became president when, you know, very conveniently, the guy who was in office died. So uh, I think what we are going to be looking towards another Lyndon Johnson, Harry Truman situation uh, with this next term. And it very much concerns me, particularly with Donald Trump, because the, the, the pack of Republicans behind him are just as rabidly Zionist as he is. And, and will he pick a non-white to show his, uh, to show how like broad-minded he is? Will he pick, uh, what's his name, the black guy, I forget his name, Scott, Tim Scott? Tim Scott, um, yeah. Yeah, Vivek Ramaswamy, we have Nikki Haley. These people, uh, Emily and I did a show where we, where we Chris were looking Christie, at what they... Is there anybody, basically, Warren, that has a possibility of being a Democrat or a Republican vice president that is not signed, sealed, and delivered totally in the bag for Israel and the Jews. Yes, and, and to an extent that's worse than Trump or, or, or Biden. 
I think that is the is the danger. So uh, so yeah, I, I don't know. That's something that is like I said. That's a a war with Iran. Biden couldn't pull it off. He couldn't do it. He couldn't make it happen. Recruitment is down. No one would fight for Joe Biden's war. But a lot of young white people might be persuaded to fight if Donald yeah. Trump tells them we have to fight Iran. Well, they'll so, do whatever and, 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 and he already killed Soleimani. He already assassinated uh, Soleimani in his first term. So this is the other thing. Let me just say, you could say you could look at Trump and say he is a. Uh, basically a non-interventionist president compared to a lot of them compared to a bush or a clinton or any of the ones we've had recently and you look at his foreign policy in his first term he was very willing to sit down with vladimir putin very willing to sit down with kim jong-un which is all very good but he did authorize that murderous strike on a on a high-ranking iranian general which was an illegal assassination and he also he'll do whatever the Jews it. tell him to do. Okay, now, exactly. Yeah. Right so I, I, I really worry and about Net, that. If Netanyahu wants Trump to be the president, he will become president. All right. Now we've made the case as to why Trump would be good in terms of the chaos and the overreaction that the left has, and we'll talk more about what plans, as Brad Griffin puts it, the Democrats have to energize their base. And he's talking about BLM riots, maybe another. Uh, pandemic, uh, maybe certainly uh, some drop box voting and all of that stuff. So we'll get into all of this. But Warren, I think you've set the bar extremely high for everyone who will follow you tonight. And again, giving each guest one segment is a disservice. We could have gone a full hour and we will with you, Warren. Uh, I'd like to in uh, in January. Uh, we'll do this again very soon. But I think you're, you're, you're talking about an angle with all of the marbles, you know, kind of rolling around right now, I haven't even considered that angle yet, that Trump would be bad in that sense, that he could get uh, white males, particularly white southern males, who have kind of checked out on fighting regime wars well, to, well, to Don't, get don't back tell Netanyahu that, or else uh, he'll, he'll arrange <laughs> for Trump to be president. All right, Warren, uh, people, you can hear why we're so high on Warren in just that one segment. Where can they find your show, Modern Politics? It's on Odyssey right now. Just search Modern Pol modern Politics on Odyssey. And we also just started putting it on Rumble as well. Uh, so you can find Modern Politics on Rumble. Check it out. We'll be right back. Thank you, Warren. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Skip Kelly. Flu cases are surging across the United States with a 16% increase in positive test results reported just last week, according to the CDC's weekly influenza report. Over a dozen states, including Alabama, Georgia, and New York, have reported very high levels of respiratory illness, and nearly 20 other states have levels classified as high, with six pediatric deaths bringing the total to 20 for the current flu season. Maine's top election official is removing former President Trump from the state's 2024 Republican primary ballot. Maine Secretary of State Shanna Bellows made the decision on Thursday. I was duty-bound uh, to follow Maine law to ensure the candidates, all the candidates who appear on the primary ballot are qualified for the office they seek. Bellows says Trump knew the risks for violence on January 6, 2021 and ignored them, which she believes disqualifies him from seeking office. Eight people are being treated or are recovering from injuries sustained when a massive rogue wave hit a beach in California. It happened Thursday in Ventura County as a group of onlookers stood behind a barrier. The wave swept as many as 20 people off the beach. Eight of them were hospitalized. According to the National Weather Service, dangerous rip currents will continue along parts of the California coast through the weekend. 
Coastal flooding and high surf alerts are being posted along much of the West Coast from the Mexican border to southern Oregon. I'm Ryan Daniels. President Biden is set to welcome the new year in the Caribbean as he and his family embark on their traditional holiday trip to the Virgin Islands. However, Republicans, including Ohio Representative Jim Jordan, criticized the vacation, framing it as inappropriate amidst the ongoing crisis at the southern border. Arizona Congressman Andy Biggs pointed to the border challenges, accusing the president of enjoying the Caribbean sun while an influx of illegal aliens continues. Recent polls indicate that the border situation remains a significant political concern for Biden, contributing to declining approval ratings in December. This is USA News. Omaha Steaks is rewriting the book on burgers with an all-new handmade texture for the juiciest home-style burgers you've ever tasted. Their pure ground burgers are made from single cuts of real aged Omaha Steaks. These are truly steaks on a bun. Filet mignon, ribeye, New York strip, sirloin, and even brisket burgers. Now is the time to experience the exclusive burger perfection flight for just $79.99. Go to omahasteaks.com and use promo code TREAT at checkout to get an extra $20 off your order plus free shipping. You'll get four of each pure ground burger so you can sample all the steak on a bun greatness. These burgers are crafted for a juicier, more tender experience, making your mouth water with every single bite. Don't wait. Go to OmahaSteaks.com. Use promo code TREAT at checkout and get $20 off the burger perfection flight and discover your new burger obsession. Minimum order may be required. Oh, there's no place like home for the holidays Cause no matter how far away you roam When you pine for the sunshine of a friendly gaze For the holidays you can't beat home, sweet home. I think one of the few Christmas songs we didn't play over the course of the last month, and since it's uh, about ubiquitous holidays, even though it's traditionally a Christmas song, it's still New Year's uh, weekend, and uh, so there it is, and there you have it. And That's one of the few Christmas songs that's an old traditional favorite that really could not arguably offend anybody <laughs> well in any event as we established we're going to count uh, new year's uh, day as a holiday and so that uh, extends music for one more week and enjoy this last week at home with your family and with your loved ones because next year is going to be lit well, and christmas goes all the way through january the 6th well i know yeah, 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 yeah. that's it no, no right. do it i that's got what you we need to all do. right well we're not going to play christmas songs next week we i can tell you have that, the but... orthodox christian <laughs> viewpoint all right well, that's right. It would be an Eastern Christmas next week. But any event, uh, Michael Hill is with us. And enjoy these last few days of uh, calm and uh, normalcy because uh, who knows what we're about to get into. But to help us share his thoughts on it is Michael Hill, president of the League of the South. Had the opportunity to work with Michael this year, obviously on the air, but uh, at events as well. Most recently uh, at a November conference that was fantastic in Tennessee. Michael, how are you tonight? James, I'm doing well. How about yourself? Uh, we're hanging in there, doing what we can, uh, feeling a little bit of pep in our steps tonight and uh, some energy going into the new year. And uh, what does that year look like to you, Michael? Chaos and confusion. <laughs> Just to use two, <laughs> two words. I could use train probably wreck. more. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, a runaway train wreck. Uh, now, I think it's going to be a really interesting year for sure. I think there are uh, the, so many things that are coming together. 
um, that to, when, when they all you know hit each other is it, is going to cause quite quite the uh, upset. Perfect storm. Uh, yeah, the perfect storm. Uh, you know, I I don't know what they'll try to do again with COVID. I'm sure they'll try to do something. But, uh, you know, you'll have another attempt at election fraud. And here's, here's what I'm concerned about. You know, I, I've never been, been really big on national politics. I'm a Southern secessionist and a Southern nationalist, as y'all know, as y'all are. Uh, but, you know, we're, we're in this regime. Uh, we're under its control, unfortunately. And we are affected by things that happen within it. And we're going to be affected by this election. And I'll tell you, sim- simply put, fundamentally, I think, that it's going to come down to this. The Democrats are not going to accept the Republicans uh, winning the office of president and vice versa. Neither side will see the other side's, quote, victory, end quote, as legitimate. And when you have a situation like that, you are on the cusp of uh, a civil war. Here, here. Because you, you, you simply can't uh, have half the country say, we don't accept your government as legitimate. And that's what's going to happen. Uh, and the, the the wild card in this is where a lot of these, I guess, for lack of a better term, normies who don't give a whole lot of thought to these kind of things, when it hits them, you know, full bore in the face, what are they going to do? Um, but I, I see a year full of chaos. And, you know, too, um, I, I think we all probably see this in the same light. 2020 was, was a coup d'etat. Uh, I think so far a successful one. The real insurrection, of course, was on November the 4th, 2020, and not on January the 6th, 2021. That was simply to, uh, you know, have have something to call an insurrection against the enemy. But these people have already uh, cast the die, as it were. They've already put it out there, and, and people know what they've done. And I think the reason they are portraying Trump as as Hitler as a dictator and all that kind of stuff is to try to keep him from coming back into office under any circumstances. If I can't convince What would him, the best situation be, Mike? Uh let me interject for just a moment. Would it be for Trump to win, really turn up the heat where the blue states say we want to leave and we'd say don't let the door hit you in the ass when you go. Well I oh, think I though think on the be, other I think that'd be wonderful. Yeah, but on the other hand, I think, you know, you see what the Republican Party would love to revert back to, and that is Nikki Haley and uh, Jeb Bush type of, type of politics. Yeah, uh, I mean, they would love to go back to that level of atrophy. And I'm not saying Trump is our guy. I'm just saying he's not not our guy, as, as we like to say around here, in terms of uh, his ability to, uh, uh, to, to certainly be a wild card. And, you know, you mentioned, Michael, some of the surprises that, that may be coming in this year. You can forget October surprise. It's going to be a surprise week in and week out. And oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. I mean, the Democrats, to use the euphemism, are, are you know, willing, able, and ready to loot, plunder, arson, burn down cities. They're, of course, allowed to do that with no repercussions. I think our people lose, and you're right. Neither side's going to accept the victory as legitimate, but our side will grouse about it and go back to work and keep doing what they do. Well, they, they do. say when all is said and done, more will be said than done. Whereas the other side is allowed to to, to really engage in acts of terrorism. So I think you, know, the, you're, you are looking at something different there. I don't think whatever happens in this election is going to be the turning point necessarily. It's going to have to be a lot more suffering and, and people starving and freezing before uh, unfortunately our people uh, become who they are get but, animated 
But, but, uh, I think this year could be the year. And certainly I think it will be the year where we pass the point of no return and understanding that we have no future under the present system. Well, I, I think that's going to happen. I think that's going to happen too. But, you know, I, and, and I don't, I don't know if I can trust Trump. He's never really given me any reason to trust him, but I do know this. He's made the right enemies, you know, and, and we don't have any other on the national stage. Anyway, we don't have any other option, you know, whether he is really who his enemies say he is. And that is, you know, this big evil white man who represents the Yes, the white race. You know, I, I don't. I wish he was the things that they pretend him to be. He, he yeah, is not those really, things, I, but they believe he right. is, and they and they, they make mistakes because of it, and they make mistakes they, because of it, and exactly. inadvertently. Exactly. That's the thing, Michael. That's the key. Inadvertent, they make mistakes, so inadvertently he is the cause of that. And to his credit, uh, he is giving us a gift again. The word inadvertently. I got to ask you one more thing, my friend, and we'll be talking with you. Much more and working with you much more in the coming year, as always. But this year is going to be different. I just feel it. Uh, it and it's, is. again, a disservice to every guest to only give them a segment tonight. But everybody just kind of weighing in cameo appearances. i got to ask you this, though. We were talking about Nimrata's uh, comment on that really bizarre question to come out of a town hall. Oh. What caused the Civil War? How does an honest person answer that question, Michael? It's the story of the week, I guess, in politics. Well, uh, I can tell you what caused the Civil War. Uh, it was not. How would you answer? I would have said, "Look, the thing that caused caused the war between the states, or the war for Southern independence, was the fact that Lincoln uh, was started raising an army of what seventy thousand troops with a, with the express purpose of invading the South." There you because go. That is what that is what caused the war. It had nothing to do with uh, the institution of slavery because. Well, what, what about the Corwin Amendment? I mean, Lincoln was not did not object to the Corwin Amendment, which, you know, would have guaranteed slavery in perpetuity uh, in the states in which it then existed. That's right. So it was, it was two South, years in South before no. he started. It was two yeah, years absolutely. in before he denied that. They, he used to say in the first two years of the war, slavery has nothing to do with it. He said in January the 1st, 1863, that it did because he wanted to keep England out of the war on of course. the side of the Confederacy. Well, and see, Michael, when you're talking about the Corwin Amendment, you, you of course, our enemies in the media understand that American, the American public has a second-grade public school education on history. They've never heard the Corwin Amendment. They don't know any of these nuances. They don't know any of the ins and outs. So, But you know that would have been the answer to give. But with the minute remaining, I couldn't uh, you know, let that pass. This is such a hot topic this week, even though we're <laughs> right. offering forecasts. Having you on, I had to ask you your, your take on, on Haley's response. Uh, heaven forbid when Nikki Haley becomes a defender of all things Southern. <laughs> and she really? wasn't even doing that. I know. That's strange. But um, in any event, final word, Michael, next year, League of the South, how can people join? We're going to be looking for alternate solutions, that's for sure. Well, uh, they, can, they can check out our website, which is being uh, revamped right now at uh, www.leagueofthesouth.com. And give me a call. Uh, the contact information for the office is on here. Give, give me a call or drop me an email, and I'll put you an information packet in the mail, and we'll get you signed up in the league. We've been working with the League of the South for at least as long as we've been on the radio, it seems, and Michael Hill is one of the best. He has uh, proven himself time and time again, battle-tested and uh, battle-proven. 
Uh, shockproof and waterproof. <laughs> All of that. And some. Well, we just you, call him Chief around here. Well, you're very welcome. And uh, belated happy Christmas to you, my friend. Got your Christmas card in the mail. Really appreciate it. And uh, well, we got we got yours, be. got yours too, and we appreciated it as well. <laughs> happy New Beautiful Year. Family. Looking forward to seeing Beautiful you. Family. Out th- well, I appreciate that. I'm proud of them myself. But, yeah, it's going to be a, a year where we all need to band together. And uh, a year from now, it's it's just a, a – I've said this every week for the past few weeks as we really begin to bear down on the new year. Where are we a year from now? That's that's something – Let you, who are we? Well, now? let that – Ponder that in your heart, as Mary did uh, when the angels told her the news. And uh, we'll find out together. I tell you, we're not going to have to wait long. It starts next week. The new year will be here. Michael Hill, LeagueOfTheSouth.com. We'll be right back. Thank you, Chief. Antelope Hill Publishing is America's leading publisher of dissident books, bringing you a wide variety of new translations and original works on every subject from the Spanish Civil War to the funding behind the transgender movement. Antelope Hill publishes books that mainstream publishers won't touch, full of information that challenges the political status quo and brings real culture to the reading public at an affordable price. If you count yourself as a political dissident, then you owe it to yourself to check out the Antelope Hill catalog with exclusive offerings like Rebel Mountain by Kurt Eggers, a brand new reprint of the infamous You Gentiles by Marie Samuel, and now the treatise of a January 6th prisoner in the American regime... There is something there for everyone, and new titles are added every month. Check out the complete catalog today at antelopehillpublishing.com. That's antelopehillpublishing.com. I'm James Edwards, and I want you to check out antelopehillpublishing.com. Have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey. Well, now you can, thanks to localhoneyman.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at localhoneyman.com. Do you treasure your liberty? Well, at LovingLiberty.net, we most certainly do. And we want to help protect your liberty, too. Become part of the family. Everyone knows that the core of any society is the family. Therefore, the government should foster and protect the integrity of its family. We the people. Won't you join us as a Loving Liberty sponsor to help us promote the principles in the 5,000-year leap? Let's restore the miracle that changed the world at LovingLiberty.net. Yeah, I have a vision that uh, <laughs> Trump becomes president, and basically you, we get out of all these wars. That would be my my sincere wish. Now, 
do you think he will really go on a revenge tour, as it were, if in, if he gets elected? Or do you think he'll just revert back to the norm of what we saw in uh, 2017? Well, I hope he goes on a revenge tour. <laughs> I mean, it, w- it would be contrary to his instincts. We need to. him to increase the political pressure until this whole system breaks, and he's uniquely capable of doing it. Now, what we've got going on here, ladies and gentlemen, is uh, one of our guests is not at his station. So we're trying to pull somebody in from the second. I'm not going to tell you who it is. We're not going to leave anybody out to dry. Uh, but uh, we'll try to rotate them to the second hour and pull somebody from the second hour into this slot. Do we have anybody uh, yet, Mrs. Producer? All right, I'm going to try to make a call. Keith, you hold down the fort. Uh, actually, here comes uh, here comes our. Now you're going to know who it is. Hold down the fort for a second, Keith. Say something smart. <laughs> well, I'm saying this. Look out for what's going to happen this coming year. And it's going to be one of the most tumultuous years, I predict, in the history of American politics. Okay, we found somebody. <coughs> okay, now, I think that there is no way that the tyrannical minority left can All continue right. to rule us the way that they have. Liz, go ahead and call the regular guest for this segment. All right. All right, keep going, Keith. You got you to you yeah, well, act like I, you've done this before. I'll, I'll act like I've done it before. Well, the thing, the thing is, there's no whoever it was that said, if something can't go on forever, it won't. Well, the rule of the left, they get more and more absurd with every passing day. They've now resorted to trying to make sexual depravity a civil right. They have left behind the last vestiges of any uh, honest liberalism that they uh, claimed as their heritage. So what is going to be left? Well, it's going to be picking up the pieces. Someone, you know, is going to come out of this free-for-all, and it may as well be us, uh, people that are white advocates. We need to have identity politics for white people just like every other group has it. I don't care what Chris Rufo says or any of these other mainstream shills. Tucker Carlson. Yeah, exactly. They've got to get over this. You know, there's no way that we can exist if we have to fight uh, one hand with one hand tied behind our back. And what do you think about that, James? I just put it. I'm not listening. I'm talking to the producer. Uh I just put it into your chat box, Mrs. Producer. Call that number. He should be standing by. This is live radio. Yeah, this is really live radio. <laughs> uh, I, I do want to reiterate a point I was saying to Michael Hill, uh, because I've been talking about this at different speeches throughout the country this year and just talking about how further down the road and how much things are changing, even though you can't necessarily feel it yet. But, again, I don't think there's going to be some – huge breakthrough this year no matter what happens with trump whether he wins or loses but i do think this will be the year uh, that i just said this with michael that we've passed the point of no return and we understand that we have no future under this system now with us now is the sage himself our the oracle at delphi uh, the real wise man sam dixon and sam you know you were on the show a year ago for our new year's eve show last year and you shared with us a name Fonnie Willis, that uh, to that point, no one had ever heard of before. I'd certainly never heard of it. We had no idea there was something. I remember Fanny Flagg and Wilbur Mills, but no, <laughs> never Fonnie Willis. We didn't know anything about something coming up in Fulton County, and you you gave us that prediction that surely panned out. I'm wondering if you can reach into your bag of tricks and do it again. What does next year look like? I'll ask you the million-dollar question. Where are we a year from now? 
what do we know? No one can really, no one can really tell. But it, for those of us who share our point of view, the year promises to be a really good year, an exciting year. Anything that happens is good for us uh, because people have lost faith in the system, and that's the critical thing. It's Amen. Must give up any belief in the system, and the second thing is they must give up any idea of returning to the Constitution or going back to the 1950s. The minute you hear someone talk about, we need to get back to the Constitution, you know this person does not understand where we are and where we need to go. It's a pipe dream. The Constitution didn't stop, didn't stop this before. It is certainly not going to stop it again. We cannot go back. We can only go forward into a new, up-to-date, modern America, a different America, a different country of America, uh, which is adapted to changed conditions, and so but well, whatever it definitely cannot we ne- definitely can't go back to the fifties as long as the Jews are calling the shots, <laughs> which is what they're doing. Well, I, I I love what you're saying here, Sam. Is that really whatever happens, whatever unrest, whatever social, uh, whatever's the opposite of cohesion, lack of cohesion, uh, it, it it can only help us because maintain yes, thank you, Keith. Maintaining a status quo would be good for the system. Anything that upsets the status quo is good for us potentially. Yes, and then it's all going to upset. Our, our enemies are doing such a good job. That I've said many times before, the one people who never fail us are our enemies. Our friends fail us. The normies fail us. Our people fail us. We fail us. Uh, but our enemies are doing exactly what we would have them do. And like all Napoleon the- said, Sam, when you see your enemy making a mistake, don't interrupt him. That's right, Keith. That is right. In terms of predictions, I just think there are too many things in motion. There are too many scenarios. My own, if, I, if somebody held a gun to my head and said, what is your prediction? My prediction will be that Trump will not be allowed to run uh, and that the Democrats will win the election. And uh, we will, that will be good for us because it will spread even more antagonism toward the system, uh, more despair, uh, more loss of faith in the system. So that would be good for us. Let me ask you this, though. I, I'm not playing devil's advocate on this because I think there is a, a way where that could be. But our people have taken so much since the so-called civil rights movement and on and on and on. I'm sure every, used to losing. every decade would have had people saying this is the one where they're really going to stop. And I just I, I wonder if the appetite will ever be satiated with regards to what our people won't vomit back. Uh, this this whole thing with Trump, I think they would grouse about it, but would it really be the turning point? And I think without Trump in the picture, the Republic. We were talking about this with uh, Michael Hill or Warren Balog earlier this hour. I don't remember which, but the Republican Party just drifts back to this atrophy of. Uh, All is said and done, more will be said than done. Well, I mean, it, it, they drift back to you know this wet noodle type of uh, people. I mean, you know what the Republican Party would like to be. Uh, and so I don't know. Well, I mean, the Republican Party really supports the Democrats. They're not supporting their base. All right, but, I mean, without Trump in the mix to, to stir the pot, uh, I, I wonder if it would be enough to, wake, to, to make people really get animated or if it just reverts it back to 2015. Our, our enemies doing our job for us. Uh, even, a, even a cornered rat will fight. Uh, and if things get bad enough, we have to have faith that uh, people will do something. The, the thing, there are obvious things that hold us have held us back before. One has been belief in the system, in, the, in America as the yes. country with liberty and justice for all. 
There's a reason why the establishment compels Southern children to say that. It was written as an anti-Southern pledge. You probably know that. But it was it was written, and the indivisible word was put there so as to compel every Southern ah. child to sit on his ankle. <laughs> that was the purpose well, as T.S. Eliot said, though, Sam, this is the way the world will end, not with a bang, but a whimper. Well, I do think things are going to well, turn. I, I would say... As Elliot said, but Faulkner, when he received the Nobel Prize, said that he believed when all was said and done, it, whatever happens, whatever blasted rock remains going through the universe, uh, there would still be man there saying, doing and taking a stand. And I, I, that's what I believe. I don't think it's going away. The, the, the people are losing faith in the, in the system. Uh, the system is not delivering. Uh, they're, they're suffering now more and more, and they will suffer a whole hell of a lot more. Well, they're going to have to. come in and another 30, 40, 50, 250 million non-whites are brought into the country, which is exactly what they intend to do and are doing. Uh, you know, the, the, the people, the normies will be forced to do something. Uh, and, and the failure, the failure of the, 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 of the enemy uh, uh, program is just very clear. As I've said before, you should always remind people who believe in Dr. King and, and the, the struggle for civil rights and equality. Uh, the, you know, there's never been a study done that's ever shown that mixing the races in the school brought about any significant improvement <laughs> right. in black academic performance. The rate of black ownership is lower today than it was when the Fair Housing Act was passed. Sam, I got, look, black people are in worse shape now than they were in 1955 in America. There's no uh, doubt about it. Any uh, show uh, with Sam, you got to go a full hour. We're, we're just everybody having a segment tonight. It's just not enough time. Uh, well, but I've got to ask you. Go ahead. The foot. I, I, I had turned the sound off my phone, and then I couldn't find the phone. So I, that's why I was late. I apologize to you and to the audience. No, no, Whatever. not at all, not at all. We were just bringing in different people and uh, playing musical chairs a little bit. Uh, that That's perfectly fine. We'll have you back on for a full hour to flesh this out. I, I it, It's interesting to get everybody's take. Uh, look, Sam, right, ab absence makes a heart grow fonder, and you've made us grow fond for you. <laughs> uh, well, not, here's my prediction. Trump will not be president. Uh, Trump will not be on the will not run for president, be able to run for president, and the Democrats are going to win the election. All right. So that. those are the predictions. Now let me ask you this: as an officer of the court, this has to be very interesting for you. The situation: in Colorado, Maine, all of the criminal charges, ninety-one felony counts, a millennium in prison. Is he in prison? Does he go to prison? That's, that's it. He's going to jail. He he will be convicted. Whether or not they will, whether the, the appellate courts uphold it, I don't know, but. There's no way he's going to get quit in Atlanta, Georgia, in front of a Fulton County jury and a Fulton County judge. It's not going to happen. All right. Well, there's a prediction for you. That's a pretty resolute one, and we won't have to wait Let long you know what to find out. the civil rights movement. Amen. Nope. Yeah. I'll, okay, I'll, I'll talk about... Sorry, Sam. I know we're talking. everybody's talking all over each other tonight. But uh, thank you, Sam. We'll talk to you again soon. We'll be back in the second hour. Stay tuned. Many more people to come.